Hey, BA fam, this episode is sponsored by State Farm. Are you a small business owner looking for insurance that fits your needs and budget? Look no further than State Farm. State Farm agents are not just insurance providers. They're also small business owners who live and work right here in your community. They understand the unique challenges of running and protecting a small business. When it comes to small business insurance, State Farm knows what it takes. Create a plan that fits your needs and your budget. State Farm agents are ready to help you choose personalized policies that truly understand your business. Ensure your small business with a fellow small business owner. Talk to a State Farm agent today and get started on personalized small business insurance that fits your needs. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Talk to your local agent today. What's up, BA fam? I am so thrilled to not be alone in the studio today. I've been talking to myself a lot since Tiffany's been on vacation. And listen, I'm a Leo, so it's not the worst thing that, you know, you can have me do is just be number one on the call sheet. However, I am joined by a powerful Titan S today. Um, She is one half of like the Venus and Serena duo of online businesses and (laughs) creative a successful, I don't know, whatever you want to make it lifestyle for themselves. Natalia Copeland, who I hello, met. Hello. Hello. It's so nice to meet you. Um, I know she was complaining about being up a little bit early and I'm like, yeah, I don't feel bad for you. You live in Hawaii and you're moving to Portugal and you're gorgeous. People will ask me like, oh, is this a fake backdrop? I'm like, no, no, no. It's I swear it's mine. <laughs> It's IRL. She is living the aspirational life, but I call you one half of the Venus and Serena duo because your sister we've had on the show before, Delianne um, Barros, has been on the show, I think, what, once or twice now? And that's how I found when- the show. That's how I, yeah, well, thank you. And that is how I found you because I was at this point in my business for y'all, you know that I've, you know, launched a career coaching business in the past couple of years now. And I was at this point last, this time last year, really, where I was like, okay, I think I'm gonna try to have another kid. And I kind of want to get a book deal too. And looking at the year, I was like, how am I going to do this? But I don't also want to die. Like I don't want to, I just didn't want to be the kind of entrepreneur who had an online business and just was like basically creating another, even worse than a nine to five, like a nine to nine. Yeah. You know, a that whole hustle time. and grind. Exactly. And I, at the time, my career coaching um, platform, Mandy Moneymakers, I was doing live coaching, which I loved, but I was doing live lessons for six to eight weeks per cohort. And it was a very high touch, like I must be available and fresh and sparkly for this group. Um, And I realized like, there's a little word called scaling. And I was like, I can't scale this this way. Right. Yeah. I remember That's when you described the, the program to me, I was like, wait a minute, this is how much for how many touch points? So. <laughs> yeah, I know. Okay. We worked on the price point. Mm-hmm. But when I reached out to Delhi, I was like, you do like online webinars. And I think part of me was just, I had been so hands-on with early in my business doing like one-on-one coaching sessions. You know, I did a bunch of free ones for a long time to really make sure that I was investing time, getting to know my customer, all of that. But I then recognized, I was like, let me see what this whole webinar funnel is talking about and how this can work for me. And that's when Delhi was like, I'm not going to waste your time. Just go to Natalia. She is my business coach, my sister. And that's when I found you. And um, we have been working together. We started working. I took your 
I started enrolled in your course and I say enrolled because as a person who now has an online course, I, you can enroll, but did you actually take it? I know we've talked about this. I'm just like, I've done that. I've done the modules. Okay. Back in like July and you really have, I mean, obviously it was your, um, your strategy and your lessons that really helped me. Yeah. Create now a less high touch, but still really impactful Mandy Moneymaker experience where everyone's getting as much value, I believe, but without, I can see myself, oh, I can take breaks. I can go to Costa Rica next week. I can have this baby in a couple of months, you know, and hopefully I'll have another book baby after that. So thank you for being here and thank you for helping me. Thank you <laughs> for doing business. the work. Again, you know, I tell people, I just have the strategy. You guys give me too much credit when you're uh, sometimes recording your testimonials, which I love seeing. But at the end of the day, it's like buying a book and not reading it, right? Like you have to yeah. be the one to execute. So yeah, some people purchase and then they actually don't like open the program until a couple months later. But once they do, they're like blown away and then they start taking action. So you're a perfect example when I use the timeline of how long it takes to see success it's like at, at your point in the business like within 30 days of you doing some focused work you could see some results if somebody is starting from absolute scratch it could take them like you know maybe three to four months to really start seeing some traction yeah and i think it's also like you do a good job i think of setting that expectation and i want to i want to get into all of that but i also want to back up because i obviously know so much about your business prowess and and how you've gotten to where you are today i mean you've had over a decade maybe 15 i mean you're so young but still so much experience and all different facets you've you're like a cat with nine lives you've had several professional lives yeah back us started up a my bit. first business like 18. <laughs> Right. And you had and, and it took you a while to get to this place where you were like, oh, this is the thing that I can be teaching and this is my unique value. So, yeah, back us up to like baby Natalia um, and, and when you launched your business and how you sort of landed where you are today. Yeah, so my sister and I like to joke, you know, our first entre joint entrepreneurial venture was when we were in like middle school or high school and we used to sell like lollipops at the bus stop. Like we were hustling back then trying to make some extra oh, cash, nice. very entrepreneurial. I was a little chunky kid buying those <laughs> yeah. lollipops from you. Like a so, so we had, you know, we had that influence early on. Uh, both our parents, you know, were self-employed, but still like struggled a lot. Um, I started businesses my first LLC when I was 17, 18, you know, did not uh, see a lot of success with that, but it taught me a lot of lessons. Um, I started a second consulting business, saw more success with that, uh, eventually didn't really like what I was teaching, like the topic, it was um, like was real it? estate consulting. Real estate so, consulting, okay. Yeah, so I actually was working, it was kind of like sales and real estate where I was working for law firms and they would have like inbound leads calling me and I would like vet if they were a good um, fit for their real estate law like firm. So I was like, okay, I'm really good at this sales thing. I was always like at the top like sales chart um, of other salespeople on the team, but the topic just wasn't, it wasn't what I was really interested in. Then I you know, married my husband who's in the military and and uh, moved to Japan and pretty much like closed up shop and started a whole new life. Um, and it was exciting for those two years to kind of be like Peter Pan and not have to grow up. But eventually I was like this life of moving around every two to three years, like 
am I going to make money? How am I going to, um, you know, have a career that grows with you as you continue to move us around the world? And that's when I decided to go back to school, get my master's in marketing um, in London, which was awesome. And then I got this job at this firm that was teaching Facebook ads. And this was like seven, eight years ago when Facebook ads was just those little ads. If you remember on the desktop on the right hand side, like yes, that was it. And it was it was mind blowing. It was like, what? Um, and all the targeting that you could do back then. Now, if you think Facebook ad targeting is a little creepy today, you don't even know like back then the kind of stuff you could do. Um, so that really taught me a lot. And from there, I saw somebody selling a membership and that membership was, you know, about Facebook ads. He was like an expert. And um, we actually, as the agency, the marketing firm I worked for, we paid him to join this membership and, you know, he would help us. We, everybody was just kind of learning. No one was really an expert at that time. And I did the math in my head and I was like, wait a minute, he has how many members and he's charging how much a month? And that was the aha light bulb moment that I realized the information uh, education industry like could really be something and it opened my eyes and I was like this is it like I know I've always had like that desire to start a business but yeah. starting a business around this topic and also you know selling like some sort of information product whether it's a membership or a course that's what I'm gonna do um, and yeah I started with Facebook ads that was like my my first major product and then <laughs> uh, you know the evolution is is where I ended up today so there's a lot of a lot of pivots a lot of in-betweens um, I've been in business five years now um, and I, I love what I'm doing today I feel like I'm finally I found my thing uh, isn't that just a beautiful time? And you know what I love about your story too is I, it, people are in a rush to find their thing, you know? And I feel like everyone is on their own path. And I remind people a lot of that as a career coach because there's just, you see everyone else doing their thing and like you see them in their zone of genius or even you think that they're in their zone of genius. They may not feel that way. They may be like, this is not it for me. I'm good at it, but it's not it. And so what I love about your story and that's why I wanted you to go backwards because if we just start at the end, Natalia, business coach, baddie, multi-gajillion, uh, you know, heir, I'm sure, moving to Portugal and living this fabulous life. Soon to be, soon to be. Haven't gotten to the multi-gajillionaire <laughs> manifest we'll take your sister's course okay um <laughs> no but right like to, to show the journey and like you being willing to try things like open the llc try a couple things i obviously had a whole previous life in journalism and marketing as well organic marketing not paid now i'm wishing i had more experience with paid now that i'm like you know finally getting into the facebook ad world but anyway so happy that you shared a little bit of that because right like and this is also such a key part of what you do with your with your business the fast academy um is you help people figure out their thing and what i like about it too and you can talk about this is like some people think when they or this is my impression when you first start with a business that it has to be the thing and like almost not giving yourself any room to not fail but like pivot or like say oh this wasn't it or people didn't like didn't respond to this so let me try something different so can you talk about those like people who are waiting to launch something or waiting to start maybe an information-based like online business and are waiting because they don't feel like they have the perfect idea yet. Any advice for them? 
Absolutely. I just taught a workshop yesterday and we were talking about this and I asked in the chat, how long have you been sitting on a desire to launch a business or an idea, but haven't moved forward? And the chat lit up and everybody was like a year, six months, five years, three years, like months, years where people are just sitting there. And the funny thing is, is you are afraid of picking the wrong thing. But when you look at the opportunity cost of what you lost from all those years sitting there thinking about it and not taking action, the money you're afraid to lose or the time you're afraid to lose through inaction, you've already lost it, right? So I always tell people inaction is a decision. So you've made that decision now. You just have to wake up tomorrow and say, I'm making a decision in the other direction because the decision is being made for you every single day that you say, I want to stay in research mode, right? We find mm -hmm. ourselves in that loop and I just need to oh, do a little bit more mode. research. Yes. So that is <laughs> the most dangerous. Certified. Yes, it is. Yeah. It gives us permission to never launch anything. So that way we're never judged. We can never fail. We can never, um, you know, do anything wrong because, hey, I'm still thinking about it, right? I'm still in research mode. So my advice is get comfortable with, and, you know, I know you say you didn't want to fail, but I actually use this phrase with my students, get comfortable with failing forward, right? That is, mm -hmm. that is the goal. Every successful person that you admire online today, if you have an opportunity to ask them on a live, or in a DM and they'll answer, ask them, is the thing you're doing today where you started? And I guarantee 99.99999% of them will be like, no. Yeah. <laughs> I was just, I was creating a new landing page for my masterclass last night. And uh, I was, you know, uh, it was three in the clock in the morning. And I'm like, let me see what Natalia's looks like. Anyway, I was because <laughs> I like to do that on Squarespace. I'll get in there and like build a little page. I think it came out cute. Anyway. Okay. And as I was going through my library of photos, I was, it was immediately reminded, I went back to like the earliest photos added in like my really shitty Canva, like, you know, weak attempts at creating Canva. I have those too. You know, promotions <laughs> for my, and like the whole, like, I didn't have any branding. My website was just, it was, but I was doing the damn thing. You know, like I was, I've never been a person to um, sit too long when I, when I feel like I'm going to try this, you know, just kind of going for it. And yeah, the same thing applies um, so much. And even in my career coaching with people who think they're undervalued, think that they, you know, maybe could be worth more, um, think that they need to stop working for some place that, you know, a manager who's toxic or a place that keeps promising they'll get a raise and then it never manifests. And I'm like, why are you letting them dictate your timeline, you know? So like doing something and it's that fear of, well, what if I choose the wrong thing? I'm like, well, what if? and then you can choose another thing. And it's almost like if you don't fail, if you don't have that experience and you survive it, then you're even more afraid. Does that make sense? Like you kind of need to trust that you can bounce back. Being like paralyzed that, hey, you know, I don't, yeah. I've never had the experience of trying something and it not working out. So now everything that I do, if it doesn't work out, I'm gonna take that loss 10 times harder than I should. I have done a yeah. webinar where I haven't sold anything. I have launched products that did not succeed. I've launched products that did succeed. And then I realized I don't wanna sell this product anymore. You don't oh, get to oh, where, <laughs> right? You don't get to where like you are today um, seeing that success without that because it is all experimentation. 
And I would equate it to somebody saying, I just graduated from college and the job that I pick has to be the job for the rest of my life. No one thinks that, right? Everyone's like, let me just get this job. Let me see how it feels. Let me pay my bills. And then I can like grow and grow and grow in my career. Look at your business idea the same way. Yeah, and just having new chapters. Okay, so let's talk about, so if someone has that seed of an idea, and what's funny is, well, not funny, but the reality of my my work is that I recognized in the people, the women that I was working with, that yes, I'm, I'm coaching them through nine to fives and all of that. I love working with women in their 40s, like mid to late, not late career, but mid career, because I feel like at that point, you know a lot about yourself, you've developed a skill set, a niche, you have sort of your information superpower and I feel like you're you're well positioned to actually create whether it's a consulting business or you know an online course and it's like helping them part of me is also helping them through their career but also like I know you have a secret baby ambition to have your own business someday so what would that be and starting to help them figure out what that thing would be so what would be the first step for or a step that you would say to take if you are someone who's like I'm feeling pretty good in my in my job now but I would like to create my own income I would like to have you know potentially a course or something I, I launch online a product to start with and just get something out there to just you know get over that fear a little bit and just do something so I have a great framework for this and newsflash, it's not gonna start with follow your passion. Um, that comes later. <laughs> so okay. it's uh, breaking down like what skills are you proficient at? Is it gonna be profitable? And then are you passionate about it? And the reason why I don't tell people to start with the passion is because you might have a job right now that you're looking to get out of, but there could be a skill set inside of that job that you can repurpose somewhere else in your business. Like I had somebody who worked for a pharmaceutical company as a sales rep. She was not interested in doing that anymore, but her sales skills were incredible. She ended up transferring those sales skills into a course about being more confident on the phone to sell things, you know, business to business and, you know, created a course for entrepreneurs that have to do phone sales. So I really want you to kind of list out what are all the things first that you're proficient at, that you're good at, could be things that are in work. It could be things that are, um, um, you know, hobby skills and also personal events, I think are a big one that people overlook, um, you know, just to be a little bit vulnerable. I talk about how I've had a couple miscarriages. I've had heart surgeries. Um, I was an undocumented immigrant. And while I personally am not going to teach on those things, I bring it up because I have people who have gone through fertility issues. And because of that, they can now share their story with somebody else and help them through you know, the methods that worked for them. Or I had somebody who their child was um, suffering from drug addiction. And you know she created a course to help other mothers like, hey, you, know, you can't fix your child, but here's how you cope with this you know this life event so don't discount also big life mm -hmm. events that you may have gone through and how you could um, help other people and then once you like have all that written down you look at your paper and you're like all right let me pick like three of them that I'm like the most proficient at and let me actually see if there's profitability in this market um, and that's like a you know a whole nother competitor analysis conversation that we can have but it's pretty quick to see hey are people actually selling things around this topic can I make money um, and if they're Let's not talk about it yeah I think at this point people get psyched out because instead of looking at it as opportunity they think 
oh, there's so many, there's no room for me. What am I gonna do? That's different, I suck, back to work. So yeah, the market is too saturated. Yeah. Yes. So mine, you must, you hear that a million times. I'm sure everyone who joins your, you know, your platform must say that. But yeah. So talk, talk about that. How do you, and for, it's all about shifting the mindset, right? So it's a competitor analysis, not a competitor, you know, I don't know, just a walk of shame or something like that. Yeah. What is it called? Like a, a, a zero sum game, like somebody has to lose in order for you to win. Like it's not that. So yeah. if you don't see any competition, then this should not be the first thing that you venture out, right? Your time will come to create your big shark tank, never before seen idea. Don't make it be your first like venture ever in business. You know, that is my um, honest advice because it is already hard enough to start a business. Don't make things harder for yourself. Find something that has a little bit of proven um, runway in front of you. And then in terms of making yourself stand out, it is not about looking at somebody else who is doing nutrition or somebody else who is doing career coaching or money coaching. It is saying, what specific problem can I solve that's going to make me stand out? So, you know, career coaching is a fantastic example where so many people will say, well, I could be a career coach. And I'm like, okay, well, there's a lot of facets about that. Are you going to help with like negotiation? Are you going to help with, you know, the job interview? Are you going to help with, um, you know, being more confident at work so that you can talk to your manager and get those big projects that you want to get. So notice how just saying, you know, career coaching one-on-one, not as clear, not as exciting, but when you get very specific about the problems that you solve, it's very unlikely that another career coach will be teaching almost the exact same problems in the exact same way. And that is your differentiating factor. So Nail the negotiation, baby. Yes. There you go. There you go. <laughs> very, very yeah. clear. So people get afraid of picking a specific problem because they say, I don't want to limit myself. And I always tell them, you're not limiting yourself. You're limiting your offer. And guess what? you can have more than one offer. Your offer is not you. Your entire identity should not be wrapped up in that offer. Get one thing off the ground, get some cash flow in your pocket, and then worry about creating more offers later. Yeah, I'm very much in that create the one really good offer, Mandy, and just chill on it for a while. So I've been doing this webinar, Nail the Negotiation, since September when I relaunched. And that has, you know, been the, I mean, marketing lingo, it's, it's been the funnel or the launch pad for um, it just enticing people and showing them what I can do so that they feel confident coming into my online career academy. Um, and what really is helpful for me is even through that masterclass, through teaching that again and again and again, I feel even more confident about what I'm offering because of the feedback and because of the, you know, the actual good that I'm doing. And I, and you can't get that kind of feedback if you're not teaching something and trying it and seeing if people are, yeah, are moved by it. And I had done a couple of versions of it before. My very first one was um, 70 to 700K. And it was like, how to, how to build wealth through your nine to five. And it was like my story. And at that point, I had been coaching for a while, but I, I didn't have a ton of like case studies to share. So I focused on myself. And then I did a recession proof um, webinar in the summer. That was fine. But I didn't really, really feel like I hit the thing until third time's a charm when I focused in on nail your negotiation. Hey, BA fam, this episode is sponsored by State Farm. 
Are you a small business owner looking for insurance that fits your needs and budget? Look no further than State Farm. State Farm agents are not just insurance providers. They're also small business owners who live and work right here in your community. They understand the unique challenges of running and protecting a small business. When it comes to small business insurance, State Farm knows what it takes. Create a plan that fits your needs and your budget. State Farm agents are ready to help you choose personalized policies that truly understand your business. Ensure your small business with a fellow small business owner. Talk to a State Farm agent today and get started on personalized small business insurance that fits your needs. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Talk to your local agent today. Hey, 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 BA fam. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors. That's incredible. This is according to Indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 150 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Okay, it's smart. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash Brown Ambition. Just go to Indeed.com slash Brown Ambition right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash Brown Ambition. Terms and conditions apply. You need to hire. You need Indeed. Hey, BA fam, our fellow entrepreneurs and creatives. This message is sponsored by Squarespace. It is the ultimate toolkit for crafting your online presence. With Squarespace, it's really about more than just building a website. It's about shaping your online identity and making your mark. So say goodbye to checkout headaches with Squarespace's flexible payment options. From credit cards to Apple Pay, they've got you covered. And if you live in an eligible country, they offer buy now, pay later options with Afterpay and clear pay, which means that your customers have even more ways to purchase your products. So head over to squarespace.com and kickstart your journey with a free trial. And when you're ready to launch, don't forget to use our link squarespace.com slash brown ambition to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. Just visit squarespace.com slash brown ambition to get your discount today. Remember your online success story begins with Squarespace. So what are you waiting for? Let's build something extraordinary together. And now a word from our sponsors at Betterment. All right, BA fam, you know, we work hard and we play hard. But when it comes to investing and having your money in the market, you want your money to be working for you. That's exactly what the Betterment automated investment and savings app can help it do keeps your money out there working hard and kicking you know what, I love Betterment because it makes it easy for even a beginning investor to figure out how to put their money in the market and set it and forget it and be at peace with that because you know Betterment has got you covered with their automated investment and savings app. Their technology is going to give you advanced tools that are built to help you maximize those returns. All you got to do is visit Betterment.com to get started. Learn more about high yield cash accounts at Betterment.com. Investing involves risk. Performance not guaranteed. Cash reserve offered through Betterment LLC and Betterment Securities. Betterment is not a bank. 
So this is the part where I think analysis paralysis can come in where people are like, wait, so how do I, where do I, what is it on Zoom? Like, how do I launch this? How do I tell people about it? It's very overwhelming, right? So where would you say like tools wise, people can start getting what they need to actually create their product to create a course or even before a course, like a free, you know, entry point for people to come join them like my, my webinar. I mean, honestly, I think, um, and you know, I teach an entire module on this inside my program, which is um, like the tech, and I give people the bare bones, like the very the least amount of tools that you could spend the least amount of money to just get something off the ground versus, hey, here's a little bit more fancier tools that um, maybe is going to make your life a little bit easier and the learning curve won't be as high, but maybe you got to pay, you know, one to 200 bucks a month to kind of invest in that tool. So, and I get it, right? When I started, I was free 99 all the way. I had no money. I was in a lot of debt and I did not have startup capital to be paying. Um, when I saw a subscription for like $100 a month, I was like, what? $100 a month for like this, uh -huh. this tool, like ClickFunnels or something like that. Um, it just, it blew my mind. Like I could not comprehend that. So if you are looking for completely free tools, you can start off with something as simple as ConvertKit and Teachable. ConvertKit is the email provider I still use today. Teachable is the course platform I still use today, but they both offer free plans. And so just with those two tools, um, you can like at least get started. And then if you wanna keep it really, really simple in terms of how do I record the content? People are thinking they need to become a video editor and learn something complicated like ScreenFlow or Camtasia. No, go to Zoom, turn on your camera, record yourself, that's it. Um, there's another tool called useloom.com um, so that We've talked about loom is great yes so again you like you get the little ball on the bottom of the screen record yourself and i do my videos now in like one take if there's a little bit of light editing i have to do loom will even let you splice out easily like certain parts mm -hmm. so there is a way for you to make this really really simple really you have to go out there and ask people hey i'm doing a workshop you know, 37 bucks. It's going to help people solve this specific problem. Um, it's going to be, you know, in two weeks and start, start getting people to like sign up. And then once people sign up for it using, you know, like I said, ConvertKit will even let you do like a landing page where people can go and like put in their information. Um, or you could use the Zoom registration page. Like the point is, is like make it dirty, make it like version 1.0. Do not try to emulate some of these funnels that you're seeing out there today because none of us started that way. And trying that perfectionism of getting it to look super polished is holding you back from, like I said, like just seeing that progress and getting the first version out there. Um, when people spend a year or more planning their launches, I, what they don't realize a is year. that actually doing, yeah, actually doing the launch is like step two or three. Um, yeah. You've got like 10 more steps ahead of you after the oh, launch yeah. is over, right? Optimization, making things better, figuring out what went wrong, what went right, what you can do more of. And so if you tire yourself out, just getting to that first launch, you're not gonna have enough steam, enough energy in you to do what comes next. And guess what? The money is in like what comes after the first beta launch of just getting it out the door. It is not in like launch number one.
Yeah, absolutely. And there's that fear of like, well, what if I can't get a lot of people to come to my first one? Practice, baby. The stakes are low. It just means you've got some good tests. And I mean, that's why I was a fan of doing, I would just kind of do things for free. I mean, I did free coaching to start with one to see if I liked it because I really just didn't know. I was like, I think I can add a lot of value. I do this through the podcast, but I haven't like you know, really done one-on-one coaching. And also it was just so helpful. And this is a key part of your um, your course as well that I am proud to say I could just kind of like gloss over was understanding your customer and like, what are their pain points? Cause I, I knew enough to know, I wanna really deeply understand what women of color in their careers are going through right now in this year in 2021 post pandemic and give as much value as I can to solve those problems. Um, and I I did that first, maybe longer than Natalia would have recommended. I did free coaching for about six months. <laughs> um, but I had, yes, but while I was doing that, I will say I had a free product. I had my Just Quit Toolkit because I knew I got to cl- start collecting emails. So even though I was taking my time and I was consulting, speaking of using your nine to five superpower you know, to bring in business. I was a consultant, you know, for um, in a, in for, for organic content for a couple of clients. So I was bringing in money while I was like, la la la, having my renaissance moment as a career coach. But I had that free, I had that free guide, you know, my Just Quit Toolkit, which I, I posted about on social and would promote it when I remembered just to start collecting email. And I think that gave me my first few thousand email um, subscribers. How important is it to start with like a a lead magnet like that, you know, something people can download for free and get into your world. I would say it's probably the most important thing that you should do at the very beginning. I cannot tell you how many influencers. No, I cannot tell you how many influencers, um, brands that I talk to that you go on their Instagram, you go on their TikTok, they have, you know, a hundred thousand followers, a million followers. And I'm like, how many people are on your email list? And they're like, oh, you know, just a couple hundred. I haven't really focused on email. And I'm like, that's like, you know, a knife to the heart because what you don't realize is that email is not dead. All right. And if anybody is telling you that, then they're probably trying to sell you on something else because the fact of the matter is every successful entrepreneur will tell you that the majority of their sales usually come from email not from you know social media social media is a fantastic tool for discovery for growth for um you know connecting with your audience creating a deeper connection nurturing but when it comes to making money Pitching via email is where you are going to get your best results. So right off the bat, I would say start building your list. And if you're like me, who did not have a product when I started, or Mandy, I simply had my lead magnet. I had people getting on the list and I would just say, I'm going to commit once a week to sending an email and keeping them warm and like nurturing them, right? I'm not going to ghost them. I'm not going to like show up six months later. I am going to commit to emailing them once a week. So if you can just make that commitment right now, then you can stay in that research mode a few months while you figure out the other things. But at least, you know, you're slowly building your list. You're nurturing those people. I had somebody do this for a year, which again, I don't recommend, but he did it for a year. And when he finally went and did his launch, he 
made $100,000. So it's, you kind of look at it and you're like, oh, your first launch, $100,000, that looks so impressive. But I, again, I'm very transparent in saying, we'll take 100,000 and divide it by 12, because that was how long of a runway where he was like nurturing his audience before he launched to it. So you don't need to wait that long, but it is important to know that if you have zero audience and you're trying to launch tomorrow, like, you know, unless you have some really good partner collaborations and affiliates promoting your stuff, that might not be the best idea. Yeah, I mean, I didn't wait to launch, but I certainly when I relaunched Mandy Moneymakers in September with the on demand version through the new bright, shiny nail your negotiation masterclass, which I'm really proud of. Um, I did really well, like I think I had a $30,000 launch. And I was very excited, but I'm not a fool. Like I, I recognize that it's been eight years of doing this podcast. I already had, I feel like a warm audience when I launched. And it's not about me discounting that and saying that like, oh, well, you can't do it because I had done this, but it's just about like being real, you know, like start talking to people early, even before you kind of have your thing figured out so you can start to build that trust so they're used to you. And then by the time you are ready to, hopefully sooner rather than later, um, you know, pitch to them or sell something to them, they are like, oh yeah, I know her from down the block, the internet block. And there's that little bit of trust, you know, and, and, and rapport that they feel like they have with you. It's really important to understand that you're creating kind of an Oprah effect, right? Like Oprah was in your living room five days a week with her talk show and she started and you kind of felt like you knew her, you liked her, you trusted her. So once she started recommending products, it became like very easy for her audience to connect with that. So while that is one route that you can go, you also have to understand that it's it's possible to sell to complete strangers. It's something that takes a little bit more effort and um, that is called selling to cold traffic. That requires you to have really good messaging, right? So a lot of the times when I talk to people, I can tell whether or not they've done the homework that Mandy has done, which is, talking to your customers, coaching them, really understanding their their fears, their dreams, their aspirations, what they want. When you haven't done that legwork, it's going to be extremely hard for you to connect with people online and convince them that you can solve their problems because you don't know deep down inside really what they're feeling and what outcomes they're looking for, especially for people who might just be looking at somebody else's funnel and is like, that looks good. I think I could do that. You're, you've missed the whole essence of what it takes to build that connection with your audience. And the other quick thing I'll say on this is when people see your story, Mandy, and they're like, oh, you know, so-and-so had this size audience or um, she built her list for a couple months or six months six months is nothing, right? Like six months, even a year, it is a drop in the bucket to say, like my customer who had a 100K launch, like now he has an asset that he can use for years to come selling his course. Like you tell me you're not gonna be, be willing to put in a year of work. Meanwhile, we're all willing to go work at a corporation that will fire us at the drop of a dime for five, 10 years, like you are building something that belongs to you, right? It is your own real estate. No one can take that away from you. So every day that you might not be making money, you are making progress. And then you have something tangible that you can take with you forever. Ah, 
Yes, absolutely. And I think what's helpful too is having other people in your circle. One of the first things I would recommend is almost when you are getting in that space, if you want to launch something, who are you surrounding yourself with? And are they confident? Are they have, do they have something cooking? Because you need to feel like it's possible beyond just like seeing other people do it who you don't know. It helps to start like building a network of, do you feel this way too? For me, like my network of, you know, of Delhi, of, you know, Janice from Yokato Nunano, from Mark Russell at Better Wallet, who I didn't even know was in your program until after I joined, you know, like we are- They're all in there. (laughs) Yeah, we we all, listen, our common denominator is Natalia, okay? Yeah. Not gonna lie. So yeah, that, that, that the relationships you build and it, it helps you stay motivated when you start to doubt yourself. I know and I can listen, go to the group chat and get built up. Yeah, and I'm sure that both my husband and your husband can have coffee and be like, we have honorary degrees in the topic that our wives teach about because as much as you want your partner to be somebody who can support you on this, or your friend or your mom or your sister, unless your sister is like my sister and has similar business model, you cannot ask those people to be your cheerleader and your end all be all support for this, which is why one of the things that you know you get inside of the Fast Academy is a community that you can instantly tap into. You can find accountability partners. If you just have like in the beginning of my journey, I just had two people that were like my business besties and that was enough to keep me going through, you you know the launch that didn't work quite the way I wanted it to or when I thought about pivoting a week later after I promised myself that I wouldn't and they're like hey you said you were gonna do this like stay on track <laughs> so everybody needs that and you know join a community either paid um, that has like a higher quality I feel like free Facebook groups right now can be very noisy and it's hard to, to find support there or tap into an entrepreneur um, group in your community like right here in Hawaii a little too late but like two years in I found finally a entrepreneur like community where I could like actually go in person and talk to other women um, that had their own business and that was huge for me right just having that support of other people around so I would say that that and like mindset like really putting yourself in the right mind frame to overcome like some obstacles that maybe you weren't thinking about are some of the hidden uh, talents that you don't realize that you're going to need in order to make this work everybody's you know strategy is sexy and let's figure out Facebook ads and pricing but in reality I could hand you all of that information tomorrow and if your mind is not where it needs to be and you don't have anybody to like give you support it probably won't work yeah we're gonna actually have a um, a coach who I worked with a little bit on mindset she does a lot on just helping entrepreneurs get the right mindset so that they're ready for Natalia course so hey there is a course for everything y'all okay and there's there's room for you like there's room for new ideas and new you know businesses it doesn't scare me if 12 new career coaches are pop up tomorrow because i do feel really confident in my unique you know my unique story and who i am and all of that um but yeah it does take some time to build up that like mental resiliency and the right mindset um i've got a couple of minutes left and i would love for you to maybe like a mini rapid fire question share your um pet peeve when it comes to people launching online businesses like what they can do wrong that just is like why are you doing this 
Oh, launching something new every month. So somebody who is like, I did a workshop, it's $97, I'm doing it this month, it went really well. So next month, I'm gonna launch something on a completely different topic and I'm gonna create all new slides and all new emails and I'm like, why? Why are you making life harder for yourself, right? I am a big fan of repurposing. If I can't take an asset that I've spent time on and repurpose it at least three different ways, I question whether I should do it. So for me, if I'm doing some sort of a free training, I'm gonna take clips of that and I'm gonna use it for ads, or I'm gonna take that and I'm going to use it for an email. Like there has to be some way that I'm using that asset more than once because that's what creates the burnout. that feeling that you have to be creating new things all the time and I think as entrepreneurs right we are a little bit on the we want to keep things exciting we want to do things new we're like it, it's the boring stuff that makes you the money right it's going back to that the Rihanna Super Bowl routine I was like I should do the rude boy dance and then I was like sit your ass <laughs> down and just go copy and paste something that you said from a podcast interview and post that right And then we're asking ourselves like, gosh, why do I feel so tired? Why do I not have time? It's usually because you're not being strategic about Mm -hmm. the stuff that you're focusing on. So that to me is like a a pet peeve. Also just expecting things to happen much faster than is realistic is probably another one. So again, be realistic about how long it takes um, and what the metrics are. So I had one person come to me and like, they were really upset that they thought they did a bad job. And when we looked at the numbers, I was like, you are perfectly in line with where you should be, right? Like you made the sales, you expected this much percentage, like it's perfect. And they were still disappointed. They were like, no, I expected to do better. And I was like, expected based off of what? Like, what are you basing this off of? So I know it's easy to kind of just make these huge expectations, but if you don't have like data to back it up, um, again, you're like setting yourself up for disappointment. And like, again, why make life harder for yourself? Like, don't do that. I ask everyone, what's your conversion rate, you know, on that and this, and I love metrics. And that was a big helpful. I still every I think about numbers all the time now just to help me keep track of like, how am I doing? Even if it's a small, even if I have fewer people sign up for the free webinar this time, was my conversion rate still on track? Good, great. Okay, keep going. All right. We said rapid fire and then we got off on a tangent, but okay, now I want to (laughs) know, is there any system or tool that you are just kind of obsessed with that has made your work easier these days? So in November of 2022, if you guys haven't heard yet, like ChatGPT was released and this is an AI tool that I would say is like Google on steroids. So I had started playing around with it in January and I definitely seen how this could really change the way that we write copy, do research, market research, Um, you know, people who are not naturally good writers but are really good at their craft and they're not good marketers, this tool is going to help them really understand how to write copy in a way um, that is more effective. And again, it's just a tool, but if you haven't like played around with it yet, it's 100% free. I really recommend like checking it out. Some reporter interviewed me for um, insider.com and she was like, I use chat GPT to come up with a negotiation script and you have scripts. So let me, and and let me, will you read the script from this, this bot and tell me how you feel? And I mean, I'm, I'm not going to be one of those people who's like against technology, but part of me was like, what do you mean? Uh, 
AI robot came up with this, not me. But it wasn't bad. Honestly, it was a good place to start. And I feel like one of my superpowers is writing. You write so damn much. As in, like, if you have an online business, you're writing all the time, you know? So that sounds really cool. So how do you use it? Do you use it for writing copy? Or like you said, research or something? Like, how would people best use it? So I don't use it for writing copy because again, I've been, I, writing is one of the things I enjoy doing and I've yeah. been writing my own copy for five years. Um, it's something that I don't want to outsource um, in my business, but I do use it when somebody comes to me and says, I want to um, create an online business on this topic and I'm not familiar with that topic within less than five minutes, ChatGPT can help me figure out if there are competitors around that topic, how much is the price point, what are the strengths and weaknesses of those competitors, um, what what kind of a curriculum, like what would a curriculum look like? I could be like, write me a six lesson curriculum for a course on this topic. Uh, what are the emotional frustrations of somebody struggling with this problem? Because again, since I haven't had hours to talk to their ideal client, uh, when they send me a piece of copy and they're like, what do you think? Do you think I'm on the right track? I'm basically letting them know, well, I don't know that these are the top frustrations that your ideal client has. I don't know that these are the top desires that your ideal client has because I haven't personally interviewed them. Assuming that they are, then yeah, you're on the right track. But now ChatGPT allows me to actually validate that and see like, okay, yeah, this makes sense without me having to spend hours and hours like doing the research for them. So I think as a business coach, it's going to be a fantastic tool. And you brought up a good point about the negotiation scripts, Mandy. The input is what determines the output. So people are getting frustrated with it because they're like, well, I tried to use it and it gave me something that was like not that great. And I'm like, okay, the value of what you put into it and say like the specificity is, is what is going to create something good like coming back and it's also a learning AI so it takes some time so if you put in your templates in ChatGPT like the ones that you have and then you're like make me 10 more that are like this that is probably going to get you a lot better of an output than just going to ChatGPT and saying make me a template but not providing any context so it's using it in a smart way and anybody who's like oh i don't want to use it i'm like at the, in the end it's going to be people who use it and people who don't and the ones who don't are just i think they're going to be left behind suckers okay <laughs> well you have given me some food for thought as well and maybe i'll look a little bit more closely into chat gpt but natalia copeland thank you so 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 much for joining me on brown ambition and hopefully you guys are feeling more inspired and just more empowered um to to pursue whatever that secret desire you have this show is called brown ambition i know for a fact y'all are out here with some dreams and some 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 ideas that you've been sitting on so why not take one out and try it? All right, Natalia, thank you so much. Everyone, you can check out Natalia. Her website is ispeaksocial.com. She's also ispeaksocial on Instagram, right? She is not hard to track down. Um, and we'll put a link to Natalia's free, what's the free fast, what is it, the fast method? Uh, it's fastmasterclass.com. Fast so if you go to fastmasterclass.com, you can sign up for my free class. I give you, um, you know, my entire strategy on how I've helped all of these students achieve their 10K plus months and see if it's a good fit for you. Perfect. Thank you, doll. Thank you for all having right. me. I appreciate it, Mandy. 
Hey, BA fam, we could not do this show without your support or the support of our team behind the scenes. The Brown Ambition podcast is produced by Imani Crosby and Dennis Stemplinski is our in-house tech guru. I am your co-host, Mandy Woodruff Santos, and we will see y'all next week, BA fam. The Bigger Pockets portfolio of podcasts are worthy of your investment. We're having a real conversation as real real estate investors. New episodes available every day. It's important to buy where it makes money and not necessarily where you want to travel to. Bigger Pockets on the market, rookie real estate or money podcast. The purpose of flipping is to create more cash so then you can reinvest into other types of properties. The Bigger Pockets podcast on YouTube or wherever you listen.